You're listening to the podcast version of Spark TV, an interview series with the world's most inspiring women in business. These are honest business conversations over a glass of wine to help you shortcut your success in business. I'm your host, Danielle Lewis, three times founder, huge wine enthusiast, and always willing to share all of the gory business details to help you grow your business, no matter what that looks like to you. If you want more spark in your business, check out our membership spark 365 for daily business growth tips at sparkfoundersprogram.com. And a huge shout out to spark TV sponsor IP Australia for their amazing support of the spark podcast and women in business. So good, Michelle. Welcome to Spark TV. Thank you. (laughs) Why don't we just start by telling everyone who you are and what you do? Yes, sure. So my name is Michelle and my business is Meditation Sunshine Coast. Um, I also have Cultivating a Calm Mind, which I'm sort of in the process of transitioning over to. So I, at the moment, I offer um, mindfulness and meditation coaching, workshops in the workplace. I run a four-week course on behalf of Mindfulness Works Australia in three different locations on the coast. And my passion, though, is running retreats. And next year, I will be offering five retreats. Wow. what really makes my heart sing because I get to combine my 20 plus years of event management skills with teaching mindfulness and meditation. And yeah, so that's where my focus is moving towards now. Awesome. So what the heck is mindfulness? (laughs) What's mindfulness? So I guess in a nutshell, everybody, well, not everybody, but most people probably hear it referred to as being in the present moment, which Mm. is part of it. um, But also you know, what is the benefit of being in the present moment, I guess, is the key as well. Because it's all well and good saying, just focus on what you're doing. And yeah, (laughs) I'm here. I'm doing nothing, but I'm here. (laughs) So a lot of um, anxiety and depression can be caused from thinking about uh, worrying about things that may or may not happen in the future. That's Mm. your anxiety and ruminating and going over and over and over things that have happened in the past, which can cause depression. Mm. So that's why practicing mindfulness, being in the present moment is beneficial from that respect. But it's also about being in that present moment without judging the experience that we're having as well. Because our little minds are negatively geared. It's not our fault. It's just, it's intergenerational. It's evolutionary. So we do have to work harder to try and be more positive in that present moment and not looking for things that may or may not be wrong. And then we add to that building our level of self-awareness and we start to then become a lot more aware of our triggers and our thoughts and our emotions and build greater compassion for ourselves and Mm. empathy skills for ourselves and other people as well. So I think it's three key things, but yes, it's being in the present moment to stop that mind wandering gives us greater peace. Doing that without judging the experience that you're having and being more aware of your own thoughts and emotions all at the same time. So nice and easy. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Just that simple, people. No, I love it because I feel like it's one of those skills that is no, not only a good life skill, but also a good business skill. Like I Definitely. always, you know, I always think to myself, um, 
you know, when we're talking about people's businesses, like how do we relate this to business owners? But you saying that I think about myself and my own experiences and exactly what you say, like sometimes you're thinking about, oh my God, what if this happens? Or, oh, I should have handled that differently. And then, you know, an hour's passed and all I've done is procrastinate on yes. nothing and, yes. you know, not moved the business forward at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm probably more stressed. Exactly. So yeah, that probably is the opposite of mindfulness is that procrastination. Yeah. Um, but also doing things on autopilot. And mm. once we do start to become a lot more mindful and manage those thoughts, we get to clear some of that mind clutter and become a lot more focused. And that's where it really helps with making business decisions and productivity as well, because you are just a lot more focused, a lot more clarity. Mm. Um, tend to be able to tap into your intuition a little bit more too once we slow down and start listening. Yeah, and that's interesting, isn't it? I think the, you know, we talk about intuition or gut feeling or whatever it might be. And so many times as business owners, we we have those moments where we're like, oh, this just doesn't feel right. And sometimes we take our own thoughts and feelings and other times we don't follow our gut. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it is interesting. I love that thought that when we can tap into mindfulness and be a little bit more self-aware, you know, accessing that gut feeling can be a little bit easier potentially. Definitely. So I originally started meditating purely to, because I was so stressed. I was so overwhelmed with day-to-day life. I was just in a cycle of, um, you know, lots of painkillers for my back, drinking myself to sleep most nights, Mm. you know, running a business, looking after two kids, selling my house, and then just getting up the next day and repeat. Yeah. Um, So I started practicing mindfulness just to break that pattern of Mm. being overwhelmed but then you know probably I don't know how long later but you know yes definitely helped with that it was life-changing for reducing the stress and the overwhelm and preventing me from getting there in the first place Mm. but then yes then I started to have all these other side effects so you know the creative thought and the being far more productive and even with my other role as an events manager, you know, if someone had told me five years ago, if you used to sit there and do nothing for 20 minutes, you'll be more productive. I would have been like, I can say anything yeah. in 20 emails in that time, you know? Yes. But, oh my gosh, it really <laughs> has. Yeah. That yeah, really has made a difference in all aspects of my life, not just this, you know, managing stress and overwhelm. Mm. No, and it is really interesting. I mean, I've probably not thought about it from a, you know, mindfulness or meditation, more just I know that if I'm really unproductive, if I'm spiraling, if I can't get anything done, I'm overwhelmed, all that kind of stuff. The only thing that does solve it is stopping. Yes. You know, like sitting there staring at the laptop, willing myself to just work doesn't work. Like I no. do have to go away and go for a walk or you know, occupy my mind with a book that means I'm not focusing in on problems and yep. solutions and all those things. So um, I love that idea. If someone had told me all I had to do is sit still and not think, do anything <laughs> for 20 minutes, I'd be more productive. It's such a smart way to think about it because I think sometimes when we think about meditation or mindfulness or whatever, uh, it, even that feels overwhelming. Like how am I yeah. going to fit in this practice, am I doing it right? You know, all of the things sort of start to show up. But I love yeah. that you just said, 
you know, doing nothing for 20 minutes could change yeah. your life. Like that's so cool. And it's not, you know, you don't, I mean, yes, I love to sit on a pillow with my incense and my, you know, all that sort of stuff and my crystals and, you know, mm. for 20 minutes in the morning where I don't, I don't do that religiously every morning. Um, and obviously that's great if that appeals to you, but you know, you don't have to necessarily meditate to practice mindfulness. So mindfulness mm. is just about focusing on one thing that you're doing, not not trying to multitask, which isn't a thing. Mm. It's just focusing on one thing and before you move on to the next thing because that just is far less stressful for your brain yeah. and far more productive. But there's also so many different breathing techniques and a whole bunch of other exercises that you can do that may take one minute, two minutes, five minutes. So yeah, rather than getting yourself overwhelmed and thinking, okay, I want to start a meditation practice. I have to sit down for half an hour every day. Where am I going to find that time? It's never going to happen. You fall off the mm -hmm. wagon after a week. You know, there are breathing exercises that you can start with, you know, just mindful breathing, things like that for five minutes a day is better than doing nothing. And it's better than just doing it once a week as well. So it's yeah. all about it's a little bit like I liken it to physical exercise. If you do, say, a five- or ten-minute walk every day, it's probably going to be more beneficial to you than just waiting till the weekend and doing a half-hour walk with your dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But also the longer you do, the more benefit there is. But you still get some benefit out of the five minutes. It's more about building up that bank of resilience and consistency more than duration. Yeah, and it is interesting too. I always find myself um, – you know, doing something for five minutes, I can kind of get my head around. Mm -hmm. But then I find once I've got the momentum, I sometimes I want to go a little longer, you know, like you yeah. actually yeah. then, oh, I'm actually enjoying this or, oh, I can see the benefit or this isn't actually as hard as I thought it would be. Yep. And then, you, you know, you'll find that your time might start to increase anyway. It could just be as simple as, you know, instead of eating at your desk, you know, or eating in front of the TV, just taking that meal away somewhere and just sitting quietly, no phone, no yes. nothing, you know, lunchtime. Just go sit outside for five, ten minutes while you eat your lunch. Mm. It can be as simple as that. You're just giving your brain a break and just giving it one thing to focus on and that is eating. And that's it. Oh my God. I literally just ate my lunch in front of the television. <laughs> I'm sitting, as you're talking, I'm like, oh my God, why can't I just have like peace and quiet for five minutes? Yeah. Go back to the dining room, sit there, no TV, no nothing and just eat. That's so just funny. Give me, just give your mind one thing to do. That's yeah. it. Oh, my God. It could even be, like, a nice opportunity to sit in the sun, you know, get a bit yeah. of vitamin D, you know, exactly. just totally get outside and away from TV, phones, yep. all of the things, the mm -hmm. stress of the house. Yeah, because oh we all God. say we want to give our brains a break, but half the time it's not all these, yes, we're being bombarded with external um, stimulation these days, but most of the time it's actually just our own doing. <laughs> Yeah. It's their own doing and it's around our own thoughts that yeah. are distracting us, not necessarily, you know, other people or other things or technology. Um, and, yeah, we just, we just have to be disciplined. Um, yeah. I love that. So that was going to be my question to you. Like, what are the really tiny actions we can take? So I love that eat lunch without <laughs> distraction or yep. or electronic device yes um I love the um breathing exercises you mentioned any other like yep. little tiny tips that we can incorporate into our day 
Yeah, so um, box breathing, it, well, in terms of the breathing techniques too, there's two you could try. So one is just simply breathing in and out through the nose. And as you're doing it, you can put one hand on your chest and one hand on your tummy and just pay attention to the movement of your chest and your belly. So again, just one thing to focus on while you're mm. breathing. And every time your mind wanders off, which it will, you just bring your attention back to your breathing and back to that movement of the chest or belly. And you can do that pretty much all anywhere, anytime. Um, the box breathing is a really popular one at the moment too. So that's just breathing in for a count of four. You hold your breath for a count of four. You breathe out for a count of four and then hold it for a count of four. And you just do that a few times. And it's a really good transition tool too. So most of the time we just go from doing one thing to the next to the next to the next to the next. And it's like we just leave this this trail of everything we've already <laughs> done today carries on to the next thing. Whereas mm. if we could just do a transition tool like a quick breathing exercise before you get out of the car, before, you know, as you're entering, if you don't work from home or if you do work from home, if you're going from your home office to the rest of your house have a bit of a transition tool so you're not carrying through whatever you're doing before to the next mm -hmm. thing that you're doing. So any kind of transition tool, um, any kind of little habit or, you know, it could be listening to a song. It could be something like that just to break, to break up that, you know, transition from moving from one to the next. Turning off I... notifications is a fun one of mine too. If you're really well, trying to work on a project, like if I'm working on an event and I have to get my run sheets done, I turn my email, I shut it down. Yeah. Shut my email down, turn my phone, do not disturb, turn it face down so I can't see the screen too. Yes. And just really focus on, you know, getting, if you've got a big project to do that's going to take you a couple of hours, mm. it's better just to shut everything else down. Yeah, I love that because it's kind of what I find is the getting into it is the hard bit. Once I'm yep. there, I can smash through the task and I often yes. feel like, hmm, that took me about one third of the time that I thought it was going to take. Yeah. I just procrastinated for the rest of the time. Uh, but if you're kind of not quite into the task yet, as soon as that email notification yep. or text message or something, you just get pulled all the way back to the start. You do. And yeah. You think, oh, I'll just answer, you know, I'll just answer that one quickly. I'll just answer that quickly. Next, you know, three hours later, you, you still you haven't, haven't done the thing that, that you, yeah, you to haven't do. done the thing that you needed to do. Yeah. Um, and that where it comes back to as well, setting realistic to do list, you know, for the day, for the week, um, is a really good practice of mind to not get overwhelmed too. Um, you know, I used mm. to have these massive to do lists that weren't achievable and then I'd be yeah. so hard on myself because I didn't achieve them and overwhelmed whereas mm. now I have you know I've got a overall probably you know yearly calendar of things that I want to do um you know then I break it down into monthly I break that down into weekly and then I break that down into daily and yeah. it might be just one main thing that I want to achieve each day yeah um and then I like to leave my Fridays free so that if, you know, I didn't get something done, that's kind of like my overflow day. I love that. Someone once said that to me um, about to-do lists because I'm I'm a perpetual, I will get this 1,000 things done today. And then, yeah. oh, I did one. Now yeah. I hate myself. Yeah. Um, but they were like, okay, if you realistically look at it and, and almost time block it in your calendar, right? Just assume everything on the list takes an hour and then time block it. You very quickly see you cannot do all of yeah. the things on your to-do list, yeah. you know? So it is, um, I do like that piece of advice in terms of really 
distilling it down into something mm-hmm. that's actually achievable. I love getting the, it all out of your head too. Yes. Getting it all out of your head and onto paper just to clear that mind and prevent yeah. that overwhelm. Totally. I love that. So good. So how do you find the difference in your two businesses? So you've been an event planner, organizer, extraordinaire for a long time. Is that yep. your own business or working for other people? No, or? so I freelance. Yeah, so I'm a cool. freelance event manager, predominantly for one um, company, one lady that I've worked on and off for the last sort of 20 years. Cool. Um, yeah, actually my son just turned 18 and I worked for her before I was pregnant. So wow. I was like, oh, my God, it's been 20 years. <laughs> um I would say that I wouldn't be able to do one without the other. So yeah, not, cool. not to the best of my ability. I noticed, um, so pre, pre-COVID pre and pre, like a couple of years before that, before I started a regular mindfulness and uh, or regular meditation practice, um, that I probably would have got far more easily overwhelmed and stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd, I do remember it was at a it was an event for Malala Yousafzai, the girl that was shot by the Taliban for speaking wow. up mm. on girls' education, and it was a I was probably one of my favorite events I've done. And yeah, I just remember people afterwards just saying, "Oh, you were just so calm and like chilled and everything." And I was like, "You know what? You wouldn't have been saying that about me a couple of years ago." Yeah. So I sort of went from wanting to give that up altogether because it is quite high stress to realizing yeah. that okay, practicing mindfulness and meditation and having that business has actually made me better at that job as well. Wow. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. So I enjoy it a lot more. I enjoy it a lot more, manage, manage my stress levels. And, um, I'm just very organized as well, which, which, which helps. As an event planner, you would be organized. You have to be. You have to be. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, I'd, Definitely would say my, yeah, without my mindfulness meditation practice, I would have been a lot more, a lot more stressed and probably sitting under a table rocking somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Yes. Can relate. Um, And so how have you found then, I guess, the difference between, you know, freelancing and, you know, having somebody else there that might be doing kind of the, you know, bringing in the opportunities a little bit more versus having your own business where you've got to go out there and sell and promote do all the fun business chores yeah the stuff I hate it's yeah it's not easy as you know um and sometimes I do just think oh I just want to just pack it all in and go work for someone else so I don't have to um you know worry about all that side of things Mm. Um, I do have a marketing VA now who is absolutely wonderful so that's probably my my biggest recommendation for anybody starting out, especially if you're not a marketer um, mm. like me, I'm not a marketer. Um, I can do a lot of my own website stuff and all that sort of thing, but um, yeah, I don't enjoy doing social media. I really don't. <laughs> um, writing newsletters, that sort of thing. I love what I teach and I love sharing it and I see the difference that it makes in people's lives. Um, so in order for me to be able to keep enjoy enjoying doing that, I've now yeah handed off a lot of things to a marketing VA based in the Philippines. So it's affordable for me. Um, she just does 20 hours a week, so she's not full-time too. Um, but that's enough for me at the moment to really get those sorts of things out of the way and done. So anybody that's trying to do 
a slash job too, you know, like yeah. event manager slash meditation teacher for me. Yes. You do find that once you've done that other, if you have a part-time job, you know, you get home or you finish. And the last thing you want to do is work on your own stuff. So mm-hmm. for Especially me, yeah, that's the stuff you don't like. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you're already mentally drained at the end of the day. You're not putting your best work in if mm. you are writing any copy or, you know, planning something. So, yeah, have, I'd, I'd rather go work if, you know, work a few more hours doing that to be able to pay for the VA to be doing all the stuff that I don't like to do (laughs) and which she's a lot better at, you know, she's a lot better at it as well, which obviously you want, you want someone that's going to do a better job than you. Mm. Um, And I've been able to train her up on Kartra and all those sorts of things. And yeah, it's been probably, yeah, definitely one of the best decisions I've made. That's so good. I, I love that because, and it's actually really interesting. So I was just chatting to um, another one of the Spark members uh, organized by Adrian. She's a VA. Yeah. And we were talking about how VAs are such a good bridge to potentially your first hire. Like yeah. not, it's really hard, I think, to make the decision to hire a full-time employee. Yeah. It's such a big commitment and feels like such a big step. But I actually love VAs for that reason because yeah. you can find people that are just really good at like one little thing that you hate doing, yeah. um, cost-effective, and then that is taken off your mm. plate. Uh, so I think, yeah, they're getting somebody to fill in some of the gaps that we have is Plus I had just such a long list of things I wanted to do that it was mm. going to take me six months to do yeah. all that. So whereas, you know, she's been working for me for two or three months I think now and she's pretty much all caught up on everything. And wow. especially when you do have, you know, you've got your YouTube channel, you've got Facebook, you've got Instagram, you've got LinkedIn, you've got newsletters. I want to do a podcast as well. And <laughs> you would literally never spend ending. 40. It's never ending. You would literally yeah. spend 40 hours a week just working on that yourself. Mm. Um, and there's and a not, lot of stuff in there. not teaching anything. <laughs> totally. And there's a lot of stuff in there that you don't add value to. Like you no. are you're the thought leader, you're the content creator, the expert. Yeah. But when it comes to just making an image or posting yeah. something on the platform, like that's yeah. not where your genius is. So getting somebody else to manage that stuff is such a good idea. And the challenge is too, it's not necessarily bringing in revenue either. Yeah, so, totally. You know, I would rather spend more time you know, um, focusing on, say, Facebook ads that I know are going to bring me in revenue. Yeah. Um, and not so much time on, you know, social media and newsletters and all that sort of thing, which. Yeah. I mean, you don't, yeah, they're hard to track. So, well, you're, you're the sales expert. So <laughs> well, no, I think it's it actually really, track. Yeah, it's so good that you say that though, right? You still got to do it. Totally. And I think as business owners, we kind of go, well, here's 25 things that I'm supposed to do. But to your point, you're like, I actually know that one is the thing that works for me. So yes, I'm going to spend a little bit of time, get a VA to keep everything kind of happening. um, But I'm going to focus my attention on the one that I know that really drives ROI for my business. That's just like the greatest bloody marketing sales lesson ever, (laughs) you know? (laughs) You don't go do more of the stuff that works. <laughs> it's that yeah. easy. <laughs> yeah. And starting to, you know, put myself out there and generate leads for workshops and things like that. That's my task for November, which I think I set myself a year ago. But <laughs> I'm finally getting around to it this month. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. Well, and that would work in with retreats and stuff as well, I assume, because yeah. you've obviously got more spaces to fill and things like that. Yes, exactly. So mm. it's working out, you know, how to how to fill those spots really and yeah and the 
workshops too. So my retreats and my workshops, which are probably my two biggest focus and my biggest money generators. So yeah, they're what I need to be focusing on while I get her to do all the other stuff. That's so good. And that's it. And I think you are, you're the one that knows the value of what you do better than anybody else. So when it has to be more of a one-on-one conversation mm. or an email or something, then it's probably better coming yeah. from you. Mm. And is that what you but it also Yeah. And it also gives me a bit of a boot too, because I think, okay, well, I need to make this much money to pay her every month. Yeah, totally. like, okay. Get, get my finger out and get some, you know, sales this month. <laughs> totally. There's nothing like a looming bill to keep us motivated. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. And is that what you find works well for those higher profile events or retreats is more of like a one-to-one sales outreach? Is that kind of what you find works a bit better or what's your um, My retreats, it's interesting. So the last one I did, um, a couple of them came from Facebook ads, which I'd say was probably my biggest generator. Um, but you know, I've got to really think about that now because I have five different retreats. So it's like, mm. you know, five different ad sets is going to is gonna go up there. So, yeah, it's I'm sort of starting to think a little bit more, a um, little more old school, I guess. Like I've got some, you know, she's designed a flyer for me, my VA, designed Ooh. a flyer for me, which I'm going to print out and take to some local places around the coast where, you know, my um, – avatar or my um ideal client yes ideal client yeah would you know (laughs) might go and shop um that's one yeah thing you know starting to sort of look at those sorts of things um so yeah retreats I would say more um Facebook ads but also a couple of them had been to different classes and that too so Mm. it's interesting it's like maybe I should just give up that class maybe I shouldn't focus that on anymore and then you realize okay actually you know it's that that those I don't know if it's still true, the seven touch points or, um, you know, they have to get to know me before they're going to spend that much money on a retreat and come and spend, you know, three days, four days, two weeks with me. Obviously they want to get to know me. So that has been interesting too, that, you know, sometimes, you know, it it is that you you need to do the little things to get the big things as well. They need to, they do need to see you on social media. They do need to see you teaching. They do need to get to know you before, um, you know, committing to something like a retreat. Yeah. Um, the workplace workshops. Yeah. I think that's going to have to be more of a, well, definitely needs to be more of a one-on-one, uh, just approaching local businesses. And, um, I like to focus on, uh, health sector. So, you know, aged care resorts, uh, I wouldn't call them resorts. Yeah. Aged care facilities, uh, mental health care workers, healthcare workers, and going into their, um, workplaces and running just a, you know, 90 minute or a three hour workshop for them on, you know, how to practice mindfulness in the workplace for less stress. And so that's, uh, where I like to go teach because I feel like it's, um, they're the stressed industries at the moment and can also benefit from it. So that's my focus at the moment. Yeah, I love it. I'm just always interested because, you know, as to our point, there's so many different approaches that you can take from a sales and marketing point of view and different things work sometimes, different things work other times, um, you know, and it's really interesting. People are always like, what do I do? It's like, well, it's hard to say because you've got to try a lot of things first to figure out what works. And then sometimes you'll be doing that for a couple of years and then you've got to switch up and change again as Mm you know, something comes up. But even like you said, you know, going old school with the flyers, I'm like, Mm. I love that because people are all about Instagram. Then there's opportunity 
over mm. here where you know people are going oh I won't do that I'll because everyone says Instagram's the be all and end all but it's like yeah. no this is what my customer's doing and where they are and what they're seeing so I think that's yeah. so smart I love that yeah so we'll see see how that goes <laughs> Report back. I love yes, it. Yes, yes. So good. And I always like to wrap up our podcast with um, reflecting on your time in business over the years. Mm-hmm. Would there be one piece of advice that you would give to a fellow woman in business on their journey? So I think, yeah, definitely having support. If you can't, I I don't know how many people that could do it all themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, choosing a and yes, you could get yourself trained up. And I've done a lot of courses over the years and trained myself up and have a general knowledge of a lot of things, but I wouldn't say I'm an expert in any of those, uh, obviously, other than what I teach, yeah. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but from a marketing perspective, um, yeah, budgeting for a team, at least if it's a VA or something, mm. somebody that is, um, I did use Fiverr in the beginning, um, yeah. spent a fair amount on on Fiverr getting little jobs and tasks done here and there, which was really good too because you could budget, okay, at least I can get that done this week or that done. Yes. You know, that, that was a really good way to start as well. And then I transitioned from there to the um, VA. But, yeah, I think definitely having – Having support around you, a team, you know, people that you can go to for, you know, social media, um, website, anything that you don't have expertise in that's going to take you, you know, so much more time than if you just paid someone else to do it while you focus on other things. So I guess having that, you know, having that income to support that too. So mm-hmm. continuing part-time if you can, but try and drop a day. Try and drop a day so you at least have a day or two days to focus on your own business in the beginning Um, because otherwise, yeah, you you just don't feel like it at the end of the day and you don't want it to become something that you hate or resent before you've even started. There's no internet overnight sensations. (laughs) Yeah, there really isn't. Uh, There isn't. For every, you know, successful person you see on the internet, I reckon they've been working behind the scenes for 12 months building their systems and everything. If not, not longer. A decade. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's um yeah. That would probably be my key thing that I that I would change if I could is just have a little bit more capital behind me to enable these things to get done properly in the first place. So you're not then later on having to go back and fix things or, you know, change things for SEO and Mm. All those sorts of things, um, you know, getting all my YouTube videos all redesigned so they look more professional and yes, endless, keywords and all those sorts of things. But yeah, you really need to create a project plan to start a business um, and just, you know, a little bit at a time. I love that. I love the the trifecta of, you know, planning a little bit at a time dedicate time so if you can take a day you know or two a week to actually dedicate it to it and then actually getting support from you know experts or or what have you I think that that's fantastic advice and don't spend a fortune on SEO and Facebook ads to start off with like I see some people spending thousands of dollars a month on SEO and I just think oh my god they're just being ripped 
Well, and I think the thing is in the early days, you can do so much yourself. Like some of the key, the core foundations of SEO is to have your own content online. So if you think SEO is going to be the thing for you, just start writing a blog, you know, like, and you can do that yourself for free. You don't actually have to get or pay an SEO agency. Yeah, I know. I wonder how many SEO people we have listening, (laughs) listening, but, but you know, you can start early I think the biggest lesson I've learned with SEO is it's time it's takes so long so it's all about getting started early and you can start writing a blog today for free and have Mm. content out there around the keywords that you want to and you know your keywords if you're a meditation expert talk about meditation if you're a it's why I called my business Meditation Sunshine Coast. I didn't go for anything fancy. So or, good. You know, I love that. Imaginative. It was Meditation Sunshine Coast because what are you going to Google? Like, yeah. You know, that is why I called my business that. So, so you good. know, maybe, yeah, and that too. You know, don't try and think of some unique, fancy business name that no one's ever going to remember. Or, exactly. you know, doesn't have your business name in it. Like my son at the moment, he's um, just started in a – barber apprenticeship and he's thinking of names he can call his little side business at, from home and he's you know coming up with all these names and I'm like you need to have barber in the word in yeah. the name <laughs> like because that's what people are going to search yeah. so just have a little think too in the beginning when you're creating your business name and all that sort of thing have a little think about what people are going to search for yes before you come up with your business name I think that's a really important one too I love it. I love it. Well, you are absolutely incredible, Michelle. Thank you so oh, much you. for coming on Spark TV and sharing your experiences and wisdom. I really appreciate you. Thank you. It's always fun to talk to you. <laughs> that wraps another episode of Spark TV. Thank you so much for listening. I hope there was something in there that you needed today to help you on your business journey. We would absolutely love it if you subscribed and leave a review. This helps the Spark podcast find its way to other amazing women in business. If you want to hang out with us even more, join Spark 365 and you'll have me show up in your inbox every damn day with a business growth tip. Check it out at sparkfoundersprogram.com. Shout out to Spark TV sponsor IP Australia for their amazing support of the Spark podcast and women in business. And if no one tells you today, you've got this.